What's going on, guys? Welcome to this week's edition of the In the Round podcast. You got Matt and Tyler. And this week, Tyler, we got to speak with Miss Braley Lenderman, an awesome female singer-songwriter here in Nashville. And it was a cool conversation. Yeah, she's a Georgia girl, moved here about five years ago, badass songwriter. And a really big Alabama Crimson Tide fan. Roll Tide. Y'all stick around for the full episode. We're going to start it off with a quick preview of a new song that she's been working on. This one's called Smoke, No Fire. I gotta hand it to you, boy. You got some nerve and love to show it. You drew that fancy line there in the sand and then expected me to tow it. Drug us to the deep end in a boat and weren't mad enough to row it. I see you now for what you are. Your prayers not a muscle car Oh, hat No cowboy You're a cane Never good Nothing No good now, boy Check me off your list Now you can be a kissy goodbye Liar, liar Oh, smoke Oh, smoke No fire Oh, smoke Oh everyone welcome back to the in the round podcast you got matt and tyler and we have a very special guest with us a girl that is a diehard alabama fan i found Roll out Todd. even Todd. though she's from georgia we got brayley lenderman brayley how you doing i'm doing well how are you doing doing great it's a wednesday and we're doing doing this episode with you right now and when you you guys had reached out about coming on and We've been big fans of your music and stuff, and it's awesome. So thank you for coming and joining us. How's your week going so far? Um, it's good. It's like I, I feel like even Monday, I was like, it's Monday. This whole week, I feel like my days are blurring together because my schedule is so busy. So literally, it you saying Wednesday for some reason, I thought it was like Friday. Yeah. So that's where my mind is at yeah, right now. Every every day, like you forget what day it is yes. in Nashville. Yes. That's something that I've learned. Like I got all my friends back home that are working like nine to fives Monday through Friday, but it's like down here, you're you can go out and a Monday can feel like a Friday. A mm-hmm. Tuesday night, you go to revival or something that yeah. can feel like a Saturday. Well, like, even like for me, like I was, we left last Wednesday, got back Sunday. I worked last night and Monday night. So today's my Saturday, kind of. Yeah, and it's you know, it's and we're going back out tomorrow. So like, it's just wait. Where are you get? Where are you going? Where uh, did you come from? We were in uh, Des Moines, Chicago, and Springfield, Missouri this past weekend, mm. and we're playing the Posey County Fair up in New Harmony, Indiana. Posey County Fair. Yeah, that's it's like sounds the, country. <laughs> it's the 160th annual. So oh wow! 1859. Oh, wow. I did the math. It I'm took a, big, a minute. I'm a big history buff, so anything old. Um, yeah. So talking about your history now, mm-hmm. coming to Nashville, you said it's been, what, about five years? Five years in September. And what made you want to make the jump from where you were? Now, were you in Georgia? I was in Georgia, yeah. So I was actually, it's kind of funny how like I even moved up here because I was at not a nine to five. I was working part-time in an office. And like, you know, those like how in offices on the table, sometimes they have those calendars that like they stick to the... Like yeah. the table. I was like looking at it and I was like, wow, I really hate my life right now. And so like I looked at the calendar and it was September like 2nd 
And I circled September 20th, called my mom and I go, Hey, we're moving to Nashville September 20th. I was like, well, I'm moving. You don't have to come. And she was like, okay. I went that weekend to Nashville, got an apartment and moved by September 20th, just up here. I had no furniture, no friends. I just got a studio apartment and I was like, I'm here. (laughs) And now the rest is history. And that's just how I ended up here. Yeah, what made you want to make the movie? I'm guessing you were doing music down music, there in Georgia? Yeah, music. I want to do music always. That's like never, that's never been a question. Um, but my parents made me go to college first because I was immature. And not that like college really truly made me more mature, no. but. I, I'm, with, like, I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. yeah, but I did like touring in college. I played a lot at a bunch of bars, Athens and Milledgeville, you know, Southern in Atlanta and I was like, well, this is what I want to do forever. So after I got my degree, um, I was like, I have to make the next step because literally everybody in my town either sells insurance or is a stay at home mom. And I'm not doing either of those. So I was like, I got to get somewhere where it's going to be more inspiring. So, so uh, what part of Georgia are you from? I'm from Roswell, Georgia. It's like an hour north of Atlanta. Yeah. So I got to ask, so being, I'm being from New York, I've only been to Georgia once and it was on a trip, a road trip that we all took down to Florida a couple uh-huh. months ago. And we stopped by through Tyler's hometown and all, all that stuff. And it was cool. But being a big country music fan, that area of Georgia around Atlanta, that Northern part, especially with like Athens and all that area, huge with country music. Yeah. So what was growing up in that scene where guys like Brantley Gilbert and Cole Swindell and Thomas Rhett and Colt Ford and all those guys are coming out of, what's yeah. it like playing the Georgia theater and playing that so Athens scene? what's really weird about all that is like, I went to all of their shows when they were nobodies. Really? Yeah. So like, for instance, Luke Bryan, before he was even like huge... I met him at Walmart and the radio station gave us backstage passes to his show. And like, so we went and there was like a crowd of like, it was like a wild bills or something. And it was like a crowd of like 150, maybe 200 people. And like, and like Brantley Gilbert, he played at our college all the time. You had, um, I mean, literally like any person that growing up, like in college, for instance, I was at their show before they even came up to Nashville. Like Cole Swindell, like I remember listening to one of his demos, um, oh my God, what was his song? Um, the, his first single ever. I listened to Showing that. It. Yeah, yeah, somebody had it and was like, you should listen to this guy. And I was like, okay, this is just a demo. And I listened to it and I was like, oh, crazy. And then like, what? Like six months later, he's on the radio. And I was like, this is so dumb. Like, how has this happened? It's yeah. all from Georgia. Yeah. Georgia has great artists. I will say that. So has that influenced you at all growing up around it? It hasn't. It hasn't. Um, as a as a woman, there's not a lot of women from Georgia that are up here. I'm but trying to think, who would some of them be? Was Lauren Elena, is she, is she from so Georgia? So Lauren Elena, yes. Lauren Elena's from Georgia, but she started on American Idol. Yeah, I know. So yeah, watching different. somebody like go from like nothing and then coming from Georgia to Nashville is kind of like weird. But what's really cool about Georgia is they do have a radio station that plays all Georgia artists at a, every Saturday night. Like artists that aren't signed and yeah. stuff like that. So like I'm able to hear, and I was on there for a while, and so I was able to hear a lot of women and men both that are killing it in the music industry, you know, without a label down in Georgia. That's still in Georgia, not even in Nashville yet. So um, it was inspiring to see it happen because you don't hear, a, like you don't, I mean, you hear small town people you know, yeah. making it, but to actually see them grow in their music was a really neat thing. Yeah, that's awesome. And now something we, we like to ask people Coming, you come to Nashville and obviously Broadway, yeah. it's a party. What was your first night downtown like, if you can oh, remember it? Oh, my God. Okay, I do remember it. I don't really remember it, but I remember <laughs> it, it, it. It's good that you remember it. Yeah, So, but it's like, it's not that I remember it. It's that I was told the day after, and I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, 
My, <laughs> so I got up here and I had no friends. So my best friend moved, didn't move. She drove up that weekend and we went out and I mean, I drank an unhealthy amount of alcohol because, you know, you know, being a girl going at a bar, guys are like, you want a beer? You want this? And you're like, yeah, sure. So we drank an unhealthy amount. And like, I remember leaving a bar before it was Jason Aldean's bar. It was a tequila cowboy. So we, that was the first bar I went to. And the next thing I remember is I woke up and I had four pizza boxes in my bed. My best friend was next to me and I got a call from this restaurant on Broadway and they were like, you applied for a job last night and we would like to hire you. It, when can you start? And I was like, what? So I <laughs> went and had a job interview with a glass of wine and the guy was like, you're perfect. Let's go. And then I didn't ever show up because I didn't even know what the job, it was like for a pizza place. And then plus like working something with the Titans, like selling shirts or yeah. something. And I was like, what is happening? And then I was hungover for four days and like, gosh, that was just, I mean, it was in the whole night. I wish I could remember all of it, but I know it was good. I mean, I know it had to be fun. Yeah, well, that, that's downtown Nashville. Yeah. Seriously. Like Broadway, crazy stuff happens. And now being, being that you moved there five years ago, you've seen the town change oh, quite yeah, a bit. Yeah. Which I know some people like me, I'm, all I've known Nashville for is about the last eight months that yeah. I've been here. I visited a couple of times. But I hear so many people. I mean, you, Tyler, you've been here, what, six years? Yeah. So you see, a couple of weeks will be my six yeah, years. So you see a lot of changes. What's, yeah. what's being around, watching a city become a real metropolitan area? So it's a little sad, honestly, if I'm completely honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my whole family, I mean, I'm, I'm from like the Atlanta area. So like I'm, I've already seen that. And what I love about Nashville is it really is a little big town. And there's such a sincerity when it comes to moving here and people actually wanting to get to know you because everybody wants you to make it because if you meet somebody, let's say like you made it big and I met you and like we hung out, like that would be another stepping stone for me to get to where I need to be because you'd be like, oh, here my friend Braley. So it was it's not, it, that was the best part about moving here. But the sad part is, is like watching all these buildings just like skyrocket up. And it reminds me of Atlanta. And I moved from Atlanta because I didn't want to be in Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not, I mean, traffic, whatever. I really could care less about traffic. Like traffic is kind of my downtime. So I could like listen to music. <laughs> I could do what I like need to do. Like yeah. I write a lot of songs actually in traffic. And so what's really funny is it's just kind of it's hard to watch it, but I get it because we are a growing city. I just wish everybody would stop moving here. But I understand why they move here. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. It's like it's like we have a great city. Like yeah. come enjoy our city with us. But at the same time, a hundred people a day. It's yeah. a lot. It's, yeah, it, it's seen it change a lot. Now, when did songwriting start for you? Oh God! Because you were saying music early. was music's been a big thing. Did, yeah. Where, when did you start singing, and then when did songwriting come so out? So song, I've literally written songs since I was about six years old. Since I've learned to write, I'm not kidding. I went up to my attic the other, like last time I was home, and I had a book, and I opened it, and it was literally a song I wrote, and it was good for a hey. six year old. I literally was like, "Wow, this is amazing." Um, but I've been writing forever. I started really seriously writing, you know, not writing about like the tooth fairy. When I was 12, I started entering contests and singing. I've all, I don't remember last time I did sing because my whole family is pretty musical. So I've been around it my whole life. And then my uncle was a Texas country singer and he toured with George Strait. And there was like, it's just in my blood. Yeah. So there's a lot of like um, DNA in me that's like, you have to do music because I can't do anything else. So writing has been like my outlet for as long as I can remember. I can't even remember the last time I wasn't singing or writing actually. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. weird to think about. Yeah. Isn't it? it is yeah. weird to think about. Yeah. 
Yeah, so so we talk about like the Texas country stuff. So for you, influences of different styles of music. I'm sure there's more than just country that you're listening to, especially yes. in today's day and age. What are you really jamming to? So I say this lightly, but right now I'm not really a fan of anything that's on the radio right now. Which is totally totally yeah. understandable. That, yeah, I get that 100. So, and and just like I right now, I feel like country's kind of like in this rut where they're just doing the same thing because it works. Why fix what's not broken? You yeah. know, radio country at least. Uh, yeah, radio country. And so, but yeah, exactly. Let me specify: radio country. I yes. don't listen to the radio. Um, I listen to. I mean, I'm really into Brandy Carlisle right now. She is. She's my amazing, girl. I mean, her, after her Grammy performance, I was like, "You are everything I want to be as a woman." Yeah. Um. God, I was actually going through Lizzo actually. <laughs> I'm like obsessed with her right now. There's something about a big female in the industry that's like, just screw it. Let me do this. um, But I mean, I'm always a classic fan of like Dave Matthews is still one of my favorite artists of all time. You know, if I went through my phone, I'm actually just a fan of everything. I'm there's not a time where I'm listening to the same thing. So it's kind of a hard question. Which which is a good thing. I think because then you're not you're not getting stuck in the same box. It's better. It's it's it sucks to put a box on like what you're listening to or put a box on anything. Yeah. So to have that open, yeah. open style yeah. and, and everything. Now for you, what's good songwriting like? Like what's when you're, what is that? Um, how would you describe that? Good songwriting. I think it's when the best songs I feel like come when you're in a vulnerable state um, because you're able to write how you're feeling in a poetic way that's going to relate to other people. So my favorite songwriting, like right now I'm in a very truthful state of writing. Like, and when I'm in a truthful state of writing, I move from guitar to piano and I write on the piano and just something kind of like comes over me and I'm like, this is about to be amazing. So when I'm writing by myself, it's always piano. But recently I've been writing with, um, this couple, they're called Lindy or Lindy and Zach. They're together. They're Zindy. And which I didn't put two and two together until like recently. I was like, oh, it's your names together. Um, They have truly kind of helped me shape my writing a little bit more in the sense of they put me in a pop vibe. vibe, And I actually really like writing pop a little bit because in pop, you're not in a box whatsoever. And you just kind of write what you want to write. And somebody's going to relate to it. So my songwriting, a good songwriting day is when you write something that you absolutely know, not only is something that means something to you, but relate to somebody else. Like songwriting is all about relating to somebody else and helping somebody relate to a song. So to me, that is all songwriting is to me. Yeah. So it's, I mean, your first, now you're, I blanked out looking, drinking my Mountain Dew is getting me all jacked up. <laughs> but um, your, uh, your first time co-writing, was it back in Georgia or was it here in Nashville? My first time co-writing was in Nashville. What was that experience like? Um, it I- was incredible. I actually got to write with uh, Travis Meadows. Okay. And he and I did an incredible song together, which hopefully I'm going to be releasing um, this year, if not the beginning of January. It was hard for me at first because I was so independent and I was like, well, how are you going to know how I feel? But we sat down and legitimately, I think it's my favorite song I have ever had in my possession ever. Um, it was cool. It was nice to actually have somebody else throw out ideas for your brain to keep going. Cause you know, you get in that rut. Um, but he completely changed my whole mind on co-writing after that. It was like, I want to co-write with everybody. And so now I'm actually having to get back into writing by myself because I'm not used to it anymore. So Bonnie Baker actually was like, you need to learn to write with yourself again. I was like, you're right. So 
I'm trying to switch it up a little bit. But Travis Meadows was my first real co-write here in Nashville. So when you're writing, what comes first for you? Is it lyrics? Is it melody? Do you start with like maybe a drum beat or something that turns into it? Like um, what's the process like? I use, uh, I always start with a concept. I never go into a songwriting session without some kind of concept. Um, because either if you don't have a concept, I feel like you're just kind of dancing around ideas. So concepts come first and then I play um, and I mumble lyrics. I do the scrambled egg lyrics and I just mumble them and I'll record it. And then I'll record the guitar or piano, whatever I'm doing, and I'll listen to it over and over and over again and just throw out different melody ideas. If I like it, I record the melody, I'll record another melody, and then I put lyrics over it. Or and sometimes when I'm doing the scrambled egg lyrics, I'm like, oh no, this has to go here, this word. So for instance, on my way down here, um, I have a track right now in my email that I'm writing a song to, and I got the first you know, I got the first, uh, verse and the hook done like on my way down here. Cause I was like, this is perfect. So it's kind of like, I really like having that music in my ear first so I could play around with it. But lyrics do come sometimes my whole phone is full of lyrics. It's just no music will come to it <laughs> for a while. Yeah. So you wrote a, a verse and a chorus on your way here. Yes. I mean, I can't that, say that it would stick, but it's like a, it's on the way there. But, but you have like, like think the wheels are turning. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. The people, the, so writing in the car, that's, yeah. a, that's a thing for it's you? It's dangerous, actually. I have to do like the voice memo thing. Like, you know, when you can speak to text or whatever. Yeah. I, I'm always like, okay, this is the lyric. And I'll put like verse one, comma. And then I like write all out. And then I have to like separate it because I'm just talking the whole time. That's just like a huge paragraph. But yeah, it's my, I feel like recently my creative mind has just been exploding, which is great because there's sometimes where I go through moments where I'm just dry. I'm just like, ugh. There's nothing. Yeah, I've heard that. How do you deal with the writer's block thing where like you're it, you get in that kind of rut? How do you do Um, I don't it? do music. Okay. I I do something else. Um I pick up a different kind of hobby like I randomly picked up calligraphy one day cuz it was like I just need something else to keep myself creative, but at the same time like it's just if I'm in a writer's block, I get frustrated, but so I have to have a creative outlet some other way. So whether it be, you know, calligraphy or, you know, taking pictures or signing up for a half marathon. Like I did at the beginning of the year. Like <laughs> it's just, I have to go, I have to have some way to have that creative outlet out. So I just do something else. Signing up for a half marathon. What was that half marathon? Was that here? Yeah. The rock and roll one. Oh geez. Tyler, you think you and I could do that? No. <laughs> <laughs> you do I, think, I think we could do like an eighth of a marathon. Maybe. I've done five K's before. You, I, see, I've, I've never done that. What was, I mean, that was also when I, I mean, there was a time where I was running 10 miles a day. So, Oh geez. Yeah, yeah. Back in high school, but that's almost a decade ago now. So, and that was when you were playing football in Alabama, right? Football, basketball, baseball. So we were talking like about, everything. you're a huge Roll Tide fan. Yeah. How did, how did you become a Roll Tide fan being from oh, Georgia? I just think from it's G so funny. Okay. They say Roll Tide fan. Yeah. Okay. How did you become Alabama an blood. Alabama Crimson Tide fan growing up in Georgia? Because um, I feel like SEC, is, do fan bases cross state boundaries like that? Is that like a common yeah, thing? Yeah, I feel like it depends on, I feel like it depends on your family. Okay. So yeah. my family, surprisingly, actually is divided. My dad went to Baylor in Texas and my mom went to Texas A&M, but my first ever college football game was an Alabama football game in 2004. It was the, it was the Cotton Bowl against Texas Tech and Alabama because my sister decided to go there and my sister is older than me. It was my first ever Alabama game. And I was like, I'm hooked. And I never went back. I was never a Georgia fan though. 
I never, ever, ever was a Georgia fan because it was either Texas or nothing at all, like Texas A&M or nothing at all. So um, Alabama, it just became like a ritual and tradition in our family. Now, did things start getting crazy when A&M came to the SEC? Um, I was annoyed when, yeah. I mean, okay, Texas A&M was there originally, so yeah. I get it. But what I was annoyed about was the tradition of Texas A&M playing Texas. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was really just kind of, I mean, it's kind of like messing with your Christmas traditions. You just yes. don't. Yeah. And so that was just kind of sad, but I didn't mind it. I hated it because what, their first year there, they beat Alabama? Yeah. With Johnny Manziel? Yeah. 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 So then I was like, well, crap, I hate this. But I mean, we got a handle on it. I don't mind them being there just growing up in Texas. Like I... And also, not to mention, Texas A&M games are fun. If you yeah. want to talk about tradition, like Alabama has some of the best yeah. traditions, but Texas A&M is right up there. Yeah. And it's fun. And it's just like, it's the lively atmosphere. I, I feel it. like Texas could have its own league. Like all the Texas schools. All the Texas. Play and, Texas yeah. could Texas. just be its own country. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Now, what's an SEC tailgate like? Because I grew up a Virginia Tech fan, so I've been to a few ACC tailgates. Yeah. I know that's not quite the same, and I've been to a few Big Ten events like Penn State and things yeah. like that. What's um, what's I mean, a tailgate day in Tuscaloosa, Alabama like? I mean, it's early. Yeah. Even if the game is at like eight, it's early. The quad is just full. So it's just getting up super early and just power. It's literally like you have to power through. But it's not hard because once you're in the stadium, it's like even better. And now they're allowing alcohol in the stadium, but not at Alabama yet, which is kind of funny um, because they're like, there's just too many people and they just don't really know how to yeah. run it. Brian Denny can hold how many people? It's like what? 108? Yeah. That's insane. It's that's, like, that's like a quarter of the state's population. That's yeah. insane. 108,000. I think it's yeah. or 103 to 108. I, yeah. Insane. It's like a few thousand less than the big house. Which yeah. Is, yeah. That's just yeah. insane. It's fun. So though. I got to get myself to an Alabama football game. You should. Game. You're coming with me in October. We go. What is that? The third, 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 weekend. third Saturday of October, Tennessee, what, Alabama. What team do you do you want to beat the most every year? Is it Auburn or is it? Okay, Ten- yeah, Auburn, but also okay, Auburn. Yes, but that's kind of like a given now because Auburn's not going to come back for a while. I feel like okay. Not as long. I as was going to say you better not come that <laughs> Not as long as they have Gus. Um, yeah, L- LSU is probably my next because I. I mean. I hate LSU. You don't like Coach O? And his I battle. love Coach O. I think Coach O is just hilarious. I think it's funny that he is a coach. I just saw like a video of him chasing his like grandson on the beach and it was hilarious. But I, my LSU, the last LSU Alabama game I went to was a while ago. It's when they beat us by a field goal. It was, it was like six, three. And I went to that and those girls at LSU are ruthless and mean. And so are the guys. Oh Yeah. yeah. But then, like, if that's now, if I mean, if Alabama beats LSU, great. Now, now it's Georgia. Like, I want to beat Georgia every every time we play them. I want to beat them so bad because all my friends are Georgia fans. And now Georgia's really I, good. I want yeah. I want revenge against Clemson. Oh hell yeah, yeah hell yeah! I, I would love that. I hope there's another there Alabama be. Clemson. I'm sure there will be because I don't know who else. Unless it's unless it's you guys playing against another SEC team. In the yeah. Final. Well, Tua just came out with a statement today about all the lessons he learned from that game. So I, f- I have confidence in and him. And Nick Saban has a chip on his shoulder this year, and yeah. pissed off Nick's not a good Nick to mm-hmm. mess with. And but the thing is, is that at the same time, I have respect for Clemson because oh, I want yeah. Dabo. To, Dabo will come to Alabama when Saban leaves. See, I don't know. Oh, I don't he know. will. No, I don't, he will. I don't, he will. Will. I don't that is know the, about that. that. Oh, yes. Yeah. That. That's all. Already I don't know. Listen, <laughs> if Kirby left to go to Georgia, like Dabo would for sure come to Alabama. That would be interesting. Would be Dabo or Kirby coming how, back? How many more years do you think you have of Saban? It's I like, mean, it's like what? Asking, he just signed another what five year contract? Oh, yeah. Geez. 
So he's so he's still got a while. I think you got go. another decade. I'm just not. I'm a sore loser, so like I try not to think about save and leaving because yeah. Like what happens well, if you guys lose three games in a year? How upset are you going to be? If you lose more God, than just five, that one's going to riot. Yeah, it's yeah. like uh, well, the whole state will set on fire. <laughs> like, 2007, 2008 was the last time yeah. that happened. Oh man, the last time they lost two games in general was yeah, 2012. Two, yeah, 2012, and then the last time they lost to Georgia was 2007 because I was at the game. I was at a game that year. We played Duke. We won by a field goal. It was bad. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, if they, but if they, if, if anytime Alabama loses, no matter what time of day it is, I just go to bed because yeah. I can't handle it. I hate losing. So even like a three o'clock, like it's a Saturday. Oh, I'll be in bed. You're in bed by 6.30, oh, yeah. o'clock when the game's over. My mm-hmm. grandma will do the same thing. She'll go to bed and then somebody will like go wake her up when we start winning. She'll come back out and watch. But yeah. I know, a sword subject. My my first my like first time really understanding the Alabama Auburn rivalry. I was uh-huh. living in New York and uh-huh. I watched the, the kick return. Don't talk uh-huh. about it. You don't talk about it. Don't talk That's about like it. Me talking about Yankees Red Sox. We don't talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She got really. If, I mean, listen. She got so quiet. <laughs> if there was a moment where I've cried, that could have been a moment. I would have cried too if I was if I was an Alabama fan. I totally would have. Uh, and I went to bed. You but I have bed. a lucky jersey. I have a lucky jersey. I'm what telling num- you. What number is it? It's twenty-two. Twenty-two. Henry. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Henry. I had one, and then when they lost to Clemson two years ago, I got rid of it and got a new one. So, break. Yeah, get fine. rid of the old, get yeah. rid of the bad And mojo. literally, I'm not kidding. I We lost to Clemson, and I threw it in the wash uh, this year, and I threw it in the wash. And so then I was like, where's my jersey? And my fiance was like, in the closet, hanging up for next year. And I was like, thank you. He goes, it's clean of all the bad luck. <laughs> and I was like, thanks. It's clean so, of all the bad, mm-hmm. bad uh, voodoo. Now, this year, not talking about Alabama, but talking about you, Braley, what's uh, 2019 been looking like for you? And what do you got, to, what um, do you got for, for the people coming out? So 2019 has been a shit year. Um, It's just been a learning year for me. It's been a lot of like um, just getting out of a rut of last year. Last year was an incredible year for me. Released a single, did a tour, did all these incredible things. So this year it's kind of like regrouping and figure out where to go from there. So right now I'm hopefully releasing, hopefully um, once we get everything settled, hopefully releasing this song that I did with Travis Meadows at the end of the year. Um, if not, this year is just going to be a lot of working on my catalog, um, okay. working on my catalog and, and playing shows and networking again, getting back into networking like hardcore. And so there's not much that's coming from me this year besides, you know, sh- like different, you know, writers rounds and stuff. That's huge though. Like mm-hmm. just building the catalog. Cause you yeah. never know when you're going to have that song where it's like, Oh shit, yeah. I got to go in and, and try to get this song cut now. Yeah. Like, that could happen, say, later today. That could happen yeah, tomorrow. That could literally. happen at any moment. Yeah. So it's been, I mean, it's been good. We re- I released a song with Zindi three weeks ago um, called Shut the World Out. It ended up being like a pop song, which I'm fine with. Yeah. Um, Sounds it, really good. Uh, have you heard it? It's yeah. great. Yeah. So we released it. I released it under them because it was kind of a loophole for me because um, I am with a management team um, and I can't release music, you know, contracts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we released it underneath them and it has done really well and it's gained a lot of traction and it's helped me out a lot. And so it kind of was nice to have a breath of fresh air of being like, I released something since Remember All the Nights. So, which I'm over that song too. So, well, Remember All the Nights, where did that one come from? It came from thin air, literally. It, um, my producer, Jared Logan, he's out of Kansas City. He um, was playing just that riff at the beginning. Like, da, 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 da. He was playing that. And I was like, ooh, I like that. And then my other producer, Aswan North, who's out of Charlotte, 
um, was like, yeah. And he started coming up and Aswan North is incredible. His melodies. I mean, if you need a number one hit melody, you just ask him and he's like, yeah, gotcha. Like that. He's just that kind of person. Um, he just started doing this melody and then the lyrics came and just like, I mean, it took, I honestly think it took maybe like four hours to write if that, and I mean, then there's like that massive high note in it, which I is like the hardest thing in the world for me to sing. (laughs) And so I don't really play that one out because I, you know, hitting that note. I mean, I only want to sing it if I can hit it. Um, you know, it's just, it it was a great song. It's a lot about my like past and my childhood seeking out, you know, all the good stuff. And so it was personable to me and also to other people. And it was, it's just, it was a good, it was a great song. It was a great song to release first for yeah. me. Yeah. And, there, and I can't wait to see what's coming because yeah, I know I'm there's going to be stuff coming. And, and again, sometimes you need that year to build the catalog, kind of catch your breath out. How much touring were you doing last year? Uh, well, I did a little radio tour um, and I played some shows in Georgia. Um, it wasn't like I was like on a set tour. It was like I played where I was asked. Yeah, like you, but you were you were going around. Like yeah. it was a busy year. Yeah, yeah, it was a very. I'm like still exhausted from last year because I then I did like this big thing in New York, which was a lot of fun, and and then I was in California, and it was so much fun. So having this year where it's kind of like downtime kind of sucks because I don't really know what to do with my time if I have any. Except right now I don't have any, and I'm actually just like my brain is about to explode. So. It's good though. I'm excited for this year because I'm. It was able. It was a great year for me to grow. I needed to grow so much more in my music, so it was and, an opportunity. And just, and just think, Alabama football is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. We're in July. September's almost here. We're less than forty days away. Mm-hmm. You're already. You're that much. You're August what? Thirty first. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you guys play week one? Uh, Duke. Yeah, Duke. There you go. You were talking about earlier playing Duke. Yeah, at the Georgia at Mercedes Benz, right? I'm not sure. I feel like it, it's somewhere. It's, it's it's definitely at a, like a neutral field, I feel like. Oh, is it one of those big neutral site kickoff games? They I get, don't understand why they got I don't, Duke I don't know it. why they'd have Duke. Like, cause I remember Virginia Tech getting their asses kicked I feel like Duke signed up for year. this a long time ago. Well, that's that's one of the things that they pay the money. I mean, if you think about yeah. the first time Alabama played Clemson in years was 2008, and we whooped the crap out of them at yeah. the Mercedes, or at the Georgia Dome. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, man. Yeah, it's the Chick-fil-A kickoff. Oh man, so that'll be R.I.P. the Duke on that one. Knock on wood for you guys. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully that would be a rough way to start off the year. Now, so we always uh, we always wrap this thing up with um, we have the guests always play a song. Yeah. What kind of song do you want to play for us? Um, what do you want to play? For how us? about I play the one that um, I want to release this year? Can I do an original? Of course. Yeah. No, that's, that's what, what it's what all want. about. Yeah, we want it to be an original. This whole thing's about having songwriters play their songs. Great. So tell us a little bit about the song. Um, so this is the one I wrote with Travis Meadows and, um, obviously, like I said earlier, I, I moved to Nashville with literally no friends. I had no furniture. I had, I had nothing. I didn't have a job. Where in Nashville were you living at the time? I was in the same building I'm in right now. I live over by Pinewood Social, but I was in like a 300 square foot studio apartment. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had a mattress and we bought it from Big Lots. That was like the (laughs) highlight of my move was I got a mattress um, so, but also Nashville was kind of like a way, it was, it was kind of scary to move to Nashville, not because I didn't think that I could handle it as a person, but I was nervous to be around people that were good all the time. Cause you know, you come from Roswell, I was in Milledgeville and like, you know, there's only a handful of women that are out there playing, you know, so, or even men playing, 
Um, so you're used to being like the person that can play. Like I was known as the girl with the guitar. Then I come to Nashville and everybody's known as the person with the guitar. So I had to kind of like take it in and be like, okay, well, what can I, you know, get from this experience and my creativity? So when I came in with Travis, I kind of, we sat down for two hours and we just talked about my move to Nashville And so the song itself is about me singing to the city of Nashville, kind of being like, listen, I'm in love with you. I like all this stuff, kind of like I'm talking to a person when I'm talking to Nashville and Travis Meadows is actually featuring on it. And he is, when he comes in, he is the city of Nashville singing back to me. Um, That's a cool concept. It was, and it it all, honestly, all that came from Travis. Like I gave him like my ideas and stuff, but like the lyrical flow of it and the, the artistry of it was me, like me being in a room with Travis and us just kind of like us just talking. I mean, he is, Travis Meadows is is honestly the, one of the most underrated people in Nashville because he is unbelievable and his story is unbelievable. So writing with him opened up a whole new world to me. Um, but yeah, so that's the song is literally, I mean, it's my move to Nashville and, and my experience with it. Yeah. Nice. What's the title of that again? It's I called You Don't there. Know Me But You Will. You Don't Know Me But You Will. Yeah. That and is, I guess it will yeah. be like when we release it, it'll be like, You Don't Know Me. And then in parentheses, it'll be like, But You Will. Yeah. Because no. <laughs> it is a long title, but it's like, I mean, when you hear it, you understand. But it's a title that, that needs to be be named out that way. Yeah. And it's kind of like a cocky song, but it's, it is kind of like a cocky song. Yeah. But every time I have played it live anywhere, I've had somebody tell me, like, Hey, when are you releasing that? Like CMA Fest, like, Literally, I think I had seven, eight people come and be like, when are you releasing that? I'd really like to know. Hey, you did play a lot during CMA Fest. Uh-huh. How was that? It was fun. I I mean, it's always fun to me. CMA Fest is, is one of the most exhausting, most incredible weekends. Um, I did the fanfare, and then I played at the Nashville Next Stage, um, and then I did the Universal Stage, um, or the Nashville Universe Stage over at un- Underground. Okay. Well, I was with full band, and then I did acoustic set, and then I did the fanfare. Um, it was fun. I enjoyed it. It's, I actually had a guy from Ohio literally come down just to see me, which is really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, he's, he calls me, he's kind of older and he says that I'm his, his girlfriend and I'm like, okay, (laughs) but he came, he came all the way down here for it. So I, I dig it. That's cool. Yeah. CMA Fest busy. I didn't realize how busy this town Mm -hmm. can get when certain things are going on. Like the draft freaking. Busy. Oh man! CMA Fest, uh, freaking busy. Uh, St. Patrick's Day was busy. Fourth of July was, was busy. The busiest year was when um, the Preds were in the Cup. Yeah, we had CMA Fest. We had Bonnaroo. We had something else. It was. Um, there was like a few concerts in town. Yeah, that weekend I mean, too. it was in because for like it was already shut down for CMA Fest, but they were having Preds watch parties for the Stanley Cup on Broadway. And I'm telling you, from the stadium all the way down to Second Avenue, the park over there, all that was packed out without mm-hmm. CMA Fest here. I like, mean, it was were coming insane. out in hordes to watch those games just on jumbotrons outside the stadium. I mean, who? Alan Jackson played a free concert. Yeah, like that's <laughs> yeah. just Nashville. Same. If like that, if you want to like experience Nashville, that summer was the year to experience. Yeah. It. Like, it was, like, the epitome of what Nashville is, yeah. Unfortunately, I was on the road and didn't get to, but, like, oh. I had I had a girlfriend at the time that actually flew from North Carolina to here just to sit outside on Broadway and watch just two games. Watch all the stuff yeah. go on. Yeah. It was that's, awesome, though. That's awesome. Oh, it was awesome. But, yeah. Oh, the way you just said that. Awesome. Awesome. Hell yeah. Awesome. There we go. I like it. I like that. Now, I love the when the Southerners 
talk, talking Yankee style. As I, I like try and I'm not good at it. I try. Awesome. Okay. No, that's like Wisconsin. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, that's Wisconsin, Southern Canada. That's, yeah. Mine comes out and oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 That's qua- so funny. Coffee. Coffee. I'm just like, I'm, I had a friend from England that lived with my family for years and I tried to do an English accent and it turned right into like a redneck accent. What does it sound like? like immediately. What, is it, what does it sound oh, like? Oh my, I got, I'm going I'm to start laughing. Um, you got this. He would be, okay, for instance, he'd be like, hello, <laughs> hello, Briley. <laughs> That's like Australian. I can't do it. He was so fun though. He was. That's awesome. He's very English, but yeah. What was his name? Dan. Dan, shout out to you, Dan. Dan Dawson. Dan Dawson, shout out to you. Now, where can people go and find you on social media? Um, You can find me on Instagram. Uh, it's Braley Linderman Official. Um, Twitter. I mean, you can follow me on Twitter, but the only thing I tweet about is the Bachelorette. So, what are some of your tweets that you got? Because we had uh, Joe, we had uh, we we recorded one with a guy named Jody Chapel the other day, and he was talking about his Twitter. What are some of the things that you got on there? Is it just um, Bachelorette? It's news? literally. I mean, if you want me to, I can grab. If you, my phone. If you want to grab I your phone, it. yeah. Oh, he can just yeah. read them off. Yeah, they can. Oh, well, don't read them too much. <laughs> no, because it's all the Bachelorette. I'll read the good ones. <laughs> The Bachelorette, so you're hooked. What I'm do you hooked. like? What do you like better, Bachelorette or The Bachelor? Or are they about the same? The, I'm a fan of both. I mean, any trash TV, just put my name on it. Jersey Shore. What was okay. the country? Oh, that's what I watched. What was What was the country one? Buck Wild, where the kid died. He went mudding yeah, yeah, yeah. in West Virginia, and there's yeah. too much mud gun. And, and there's the died. There's the one about like Florabama now, where they go Florabama down. Florabama Shore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That one's stupid. Um. Let's see here. So. Phil, listen, we're going to learn something here. Okay, The Bachelorette. I got, uh, Hannah should know not to date a man who has their luggage monogrammed. Um, Oh, this has shut the world out. And the next one is, well, NBC is on my shit list because they took uh, The Office off of, or taking The Office off Netflix. Oh, shit. Are they actually? I didn't even know that. Yeah, first it's off. Yeah, I feel like my friend is going to- So shitty. My friend is going to hate this one because there's a contestant on The Bachelorette that apparently had a girlfriend going on to the show. Um, yeah. I don't know him, but I know he lives here and I have a lot of friends that are friends with him. So this one is, Jed, will you accept this, Rose? And then his reply was, I will and so will my girlfriend. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and then here's one of my dog. And you know, they had a thing going around that was like, what do you, what's your dog's name? And then what do you call him? So my list was Hank. I call him Hanky Panky, Booshy Boos, Mr. Handsome Pants, Bippity Boop, Sweetie Boy, Buggy Boos, and Poop Face. Nice. I'm going to start calling you Poop oh, Face, that Tyler. Is Isn't he cute? Dog. Look at that. That is a gorgeous dog. Yeah. Guys, my Twitter is so boring. Don't do it. Don't do it. All right. So I just have Twitter <laughs> to troll people. Yeah. Tyler's just a Twitter troll. Tyler, I have like six accounts. <laughs> do you really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just started an I actually Instagram. had one blocked the other day. What'd you, who were you I, I took a shot at Old Town Road and it got blocked. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Oh, man. I almost took another shot last night because uh, Shelton Road, like, their next to last song, they got requests to Old Town Road and, like, they all hate it. Yeah. Like, every Broadway musician does now. And so uh, I, I about tweeted something out last night and I was like, wait, I can't get account number two blocked. No, you need account number two for yeah. this. Yeah. So, oh so they can find you on social media. Oh, yeah, and stuff. Twitter. And then Facebook. I mean, you can follow me on Facebook, um, just Braylon Linderman. But again, it's, I, okay, I'm, I'm trying to get into social media. I really am. Instagram is my main source. I've noticed that. Yeah, Instagram. I just don't, I don't care enough. And I know I should as the industry I'm in. I'm just like, who wants to look at my face all the time? Have you done the face app thing, by the yeah, way? Yeah, I have. I look like my mom. Like, 
old, like just old and gross. I hate it. Pull, pull up the one of you in the suit, Tyler. Tyler's oh. really good at these. Um, I just started doing them. First off, let me just say that I had a good base because this shot here, I'll show you the original actually. So this shot was for a band I was in back in college. Mm-hmm. And like it was He just looks like the the old the stereotypical old Southern man. He yeah. just looks like like him. He's Hold like up. all he's uh, um he's like all name? all dressed up and he's got like a guitar in his hand. But the way that the face I look like I probably did crack. Like, really? It, I mean, the, I don't know if they were like, give her all the wrinkles, because I have every wrinkle you can think give of her on my face. all the wrinkles. I want all the wrinkles. Hold on one second. So this is the original. Just a reference. <laughs> Look at you, yeah. old dapper. Yeah, so we played in that. Try playing in South Georgia in the middle of August in that. Yeah, not fun. Georgia's way too hot. It's like Satan himself lives there. Yeah. Devil went down to Georgia. Oh my God! You look like a rich millionaire. That's like, hello, welcome to yeah. my palace. Yeah. Oh my God. Is that? We're gonna post that picture on our Instagram, guys. This so was my favorite. This was like Tyler. the typical like old man. He was like, on a boat. He's on, yeah, he's I was on a cruise. He's celebrating his wedding anniversary. <laughs> oh it's great. My, I actually really like that. Yeah, yeah mine's not like that. Oh it's pretty man. bad. Yeah. Oh man. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us. No problem. Make sure you guys follow Brayley at Brayley Lenderman Official. Right. Yes. Uh, official and then it's official because there's so many Brayleys out yeah, there. No, but there's so many fake accounts. Have you had that That's happen true. yet? Yeah. You no. Uh, yes, I've had one. I've had one person make one and it got blocked instantly. Yeah. What the? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Like people making fake accounts and shit. But make sure you guys jump on follow Brayley. Um, new music hopefully coming. If not at the end of this year, Beginning early on, you guys will get to hear the song here mm-hmm. in just a second. You don't know me, but you will. Mm-hmm. Right. That's mm-hmm. the name of it. Awesome. Got that right. Didn't even have to look at my phone. I had it all written down. I didn't even look at my phone. But Tyler, another episode in the books. Make sure you guys follow us along at In The Round Podcast on Instagram, In The Round on Facebook. Check out all the videos and the stuff that Coda Bear, who we did manage to get up. It took a while to get him awake today. We started recording at 1 p.m. Uh, Nashville time, and uh, it took took us till probably about 12.45 we were finally able to get. I saw 6 a.m. this morning. You did see 6 a.m. Yeah, this morning. So. Was, so, uh-uh. but, and he still made it up and was here, but thank you to Coda Bear for taking the photos, videos, all of that stuff. And uh, and yeah, guys, make sure you follow along. Check it out. Now, without further ado, it's our good friend, Miss Braley Lenderman, with You Don't Know Me, But You Will, on the In The Round podcast. I was in my element the moment that I stepped off of the plane. I am nice, so innocent that I can't tell the players from the game. I had a dream. You were an angel. I was a clown. I've got a thing. When I start climbing, I don't back down. And I'll be alright I am not lonely I will not melt down To a puddle of tears I know how to fight You don't know me I'm not afraid of facing my fears You don't know me but you will But you will But you will 
forgive me if I seem a little forward It's just that I'm in love It's more than my emotions It's the notion that I could rise above All of the noise But you will, but you will.